0: The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. So, you've got interesting trivia for us, have you, really? How oh, interesting? I've got
1: interesting trivia. Bullshit. Oh, no. It's not bullshit. It's interesting trivia.
0: So, is it like QI? Is it quite interesting? I think it's VI. So, it's not. I mean, is it? Is it quite interesting in the way that QI is quite interesting, but it's not actually factual?
1: No, it's quite interesting in the fact that it's factual. It's about the film, but it's about another
0: film as well. Mm. Casablanca. No Gone with the Wind. Oh, fair enough. Anyway, that'll do. We're on! Hello! Hello! How the fuck are you? I'm fine, thanks to you. Not bad. I would say it's been two weeks since we saw each other, but we had lunch together today. We did? We had, so twice. we had lunch twice, didn't we? We did. I'm gonna start bringing candles in. <laughs> <laughs> opening account. Candles? I'm, I'm gonna start bringing candles in to work with me so that we can have a candlelit lunch. Don't. No? No. Why not?
1: I will literally hit you. We'll take you to our jar, mate. You'll find, you'll find in my you'll find in my <laughs> defence.
0: So, if you hadn't guessed it, because you've not read the title of the show, this is Sunday afternoon cinema broadcasting on Friday evening at six thirty. Uh, yeah, it is six thirty. Have we ever done a Sunday afternoon show? We have. I thought we did. we've done a couple. Oh, and I always try to release these on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Just, just to try and keep up with the, uh, just try and keep up with it. We, we had a comment. We had feedback. Oh, did we? Well, you read it to me. Oh, yeah. I thought you something on the actual. No, people on SoundCloud don't comment. Do, do you want to sound? Do you want to name check the person who gave us nice feedback?
1: Yes, Joe. Uh, you know who you are. Uh, who gave us nice feedback? Who said he enjoyed the witty banter between Chris and I?
0: Uh, <laughs> we are so witty and There is a lot of banter. There is banter, banter rather. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, Joe. Thanks for the thanks for the comments and I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Uh, Feedback is always. Uh, don't welcome. know why, but there we go.
0: Yeah. Although we still get more listens than I think we really should. We we get far more listens than we have any right to get. To be perfectly honest with you. But anyway. You chose this week's film and then changed your mind after a minute, so I forgot and then got confused. What mm. film are we watching this week? Well, We're watching we Shallow watch Hell. I haven't watched. Watching Shallow Hell. Wonderful. Excellent. <laughs> the wonderful Shallow Hell by Danny, by Danny Boyle. Yes. Could you oh, imagine? I've Sh- Sh- never actually seen Shallow Hell. Is it any good? Defined good. Um, could I masturbate to it?
1: Um, it depends how much you like when it's cultural.
0: Ooh. In a fart suit. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes you could Good Sorry I'm just going to bring up the Indaba for shallow. Did you know there was a shallow, another shallow grave made Back in 86 84 87 um... <laughs> 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 We're so fucking good at this aren't we um, We should watch that At some point just to do a comparison So this was your choice Do you want to give us a brief rundown of what this, what this is about I mean, it was your choice originally. Well, it was. Cause but you wanted to because it was a better film. Well, no, it's not fair to say it's a no, better it's film.
1: Not, I don't mean originally. I yeah. mean, I mean, it, you came up with the idea of doing.
0: Mm. Well, Danny Boyle, whilst I've not seen all of his films, is a director who I've I've got a lot of time for him. Ultimately. Yeah, I think he's a very good director. I mean, this was his first movie. It was, and to say this is his first film. Fucking hell. Apparently Danny Boyle's father, this is his favourite film of all
1: Danny Boyle's I mm. every time obviously he shows his dad a film he says, Well what do you think of it? And that's that always replies and this even applies to Sun Dog Millionaire, which won him the Oscar. Yeah. It's that always replies with, Well it
0: was good, but it wasn't *Shallow Grave. I mean, I wasn't old enough to really so watch Shallow Grave when this came out originally. I would have been 11 when this came out. Re- so, really, the big film for me, for Danny Boyle, was Train Spotting. Which came and, along
1: two years later.
0: And I believe that that was the film that really set him off, wasn't it? That was what defined him, wasn't it?
1: That was the film that put him out there that really announced him to the world. Yeah. But I'd seen this before Train Spotting, because mm. I'd seen it when it first came out.
0: Uh, even then I went uh, this is a guy to watch yeah I mean I probably didn't think that at the, same, at the time because I was still young and didn't really appreciate film back in the day um, but it was certainly a film that when I saw it I think someone lent it to me when I was in, um, in film school actually and I'd never seen it before and he was like my god this is an amazing film Yeah, and it truly is an amazing film so what, what's the basic plot take us through the synopsis
1: Okay, basically I starts off with three housemates living in Edinburgh. Yep. <clears> um, who are played by Kerry Fox, um, you McGregor and Christopher Eccleston, Yep. And they basically they're looking
0: for a new flatmate. So they start interviewing people in one of the best like single focus camera shots I've ever seen. Yeah. It's
1: fantastic. And can of Shows you this one really uncomfortable scene with basically just torture a kid because he's not fashionable <laughs> enough. So I love it, that it's line. A great Christopher
0: Eccleston gives his best reading in that. No, sorry, no, Ewan McGregor. McGregor. I think it was Ewan McGregor. Um, in fact, I know we're a bit early doing this, but I want to read the quote because it is such a good quote. Carry on, keep 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 going. I'll find so, a quote. Um, the quote.
1: Looking for a, ha- a new housemate and. Um, Eventually, this mysterious man shows up at their door and says, I'd like to move in. Because he, he's got the money. Purely because he's got the money in cash. In a briefcase. Cold, in cold, hard cash.
0: They allow him to move in. and You couldn't get away with that anymore. You'd have to sign yeah. paperwork and shit.
1: Yeah, you would.
0: Um, Tennis agreements. You, you get one of those forms as well from the council saying, Oh, how many people are living in your house? Anyway, I got go. one of those.
1: Things, <laughs> that's what I thought of it. So the guy moves in, uh, has his first night. They have dinner together. A very nice dinner, it's got to be said. Yeah. It's, what is it? Spaghetti bolognese? It is cooked by Alex. And um, apparently, he dies. He, he's found dead. Very dead. Rather Extremely dead. dead. Yeah. The next morning by his new housemates. You then discover a suitcase full
0: of cash, yes,
1: and uh, shit goes downhill from
0: there. It does, it does. So, I'm just going to read the quote very quickly before we carry on. So, this is from Alex Law, played by um, played by um, yeah, thank you. So, to, so, and I'm not going to try and do the accent. So, tell me, Cameron, just tell me because I'd like to know what on earth could you think that you, you would want in it? Sorry, I'll start again. What on earth could you would. What on earth could make you think that we would want to share a flat like this with someone like you? I mean, my first impressions, and they're rarely wrong, is that you have none of the qualities that we normally seek in a prospective flatmate. I'm talking here about things like presence, charisma, style and charm. And I don't know if we're asking too much. I don't think we're being unreasonable. Take David here, for, for instance. A count he may be, but at least he tries hard. The point is, I don't think you're trying. Kick him out of the flat, and when he gets to the bottom of the stairs, they shout at him, and he looks up to say, I'm in! He shouts, hey! Have a good life or something along those lines. Yeah. Um yes, so as you say, they find him very much dead, and the question is what to do with the money. And the body. And indeed the body, more rather more importantly, yes. Um and basically it trans- it goes with- Well, they don't get rid of the body immediately. They, they they basically leave it in the room decomposing. Yeah. While they try and decide for what to several do, several days. It. Yeah. Now here's the thing. One of these people,
1: it must be said, is a doctor yeah. who works in a hospital. So, surely she knows straight away they've done nothing wrong. They can report this death to the police. They probably could.
0: And get nothing away with it. Happen.
1: And they could probably keep the suitcase full of cash. They don't have to say anything about it. Exactly. So, why do they go to the length they go to, um, it puzzles me.
0: Because as he says, yeah, oh, ah, you know, you're a doctor. You kill people every day. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's basically the the uh, that's the basic premise. So let's go over the uh, over the characters because there aren't many people involved in this film. Actually, it's a, it's a very small cast. Really, it, right? it is, by I mean, standards. Um, so let's start with Kerry Fox, played by Juliet Miller. No, sh- Kerry Fox plays Juliet Miller. Yeah, that's what I said. Kerry Fox played by Juliet Miller. Kerry Fox is the actress, not the character. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It's a good job you're here. So, Juliet Miller, played by Kerry Fox. That's what I said. That's what I fucking said. <laughs> Fuck you, it's been a long week. Right. <laughs> Kerry Fox plays Juliet Miller. Did they get it right that time? Yes, sir. Okay. Finally. Juliet Miller. trying. Right? Juliet Miller. As you say, she's, what, about in her mid-thirties? I'd say
1: late-twenties, early-thirties.
0: Yeah and like you say she's a very prim and proper prim and proper doctor rather yeah. Um I believe she's she, I don't think she's a pathologist as such but she's definitely I think she works in
1: a kind of like the
0: yeah not quite the ER but she seems to have access to the morgue quite easily and of all the people in this she's probably the coldest not because of it, not you know mainly because of her job but also just in general she's yeah very she's
1: uh, she's very detached
0: yeah um, I found but well, what a, character. what a woman and yet she seems to she seems to not mind whether who she sleeps with she seems to switch you know whatever whatever takes her fancy effectively. In
1: fairness if he, you know you wouldn't exactly and
0: and she sleeps around a lot yeah because there's a particular there's, there's a couple of scenes where doctors do sleep around you um, know sure they do like... um where where um where alex and david are answering the phone and like, oh, this bloke called from last night, from the other night. To the point where Alex answers the phone and says, look, she's not in! And just slams the phone down.
1: Yeah. Um, I think we should start calling Doctor Delicious. Doctor Delicious.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, I've got to say, it is probably the first time in a film that i would seen any boobage.
1: Wow. You must be. Been...
0: Well, I was a kid. I was young. Well, actually, no, it probably wasn't the first time You're i just seen saying it was in college. Yeah, it's not the first time I've seen Boobie John film, actually. But even so, it was quite like, ooh, hello. Yeah. Um, You know. You uh, certainly make
1: yourself pay attention. Yes. Um, next, we've got David Stevens. David played Stevens. by Christopher Eccleston. Yes.
0: Well, he seems to be known famously as Doctor Who. Yes, he was. And also the bad guy in Gone in 60 Seconds. Yes. And I really liked him in that.
1: He was terrible.
0: I liked him. I know he was shit. But I really liked That's, him in that. That whole
1: film was just awful. The
0: fight scene between him and Nick Cage near the end where Nick Cage is like, oh, you've got to think about wood, haven't you? And he picks up the chair and he bangs on the floor. He's like, oh, no. And then bangs it and goes, oh, no. It's wonderful. That is one of the few Nick Cage films I can actually stand.
1: Nick Cage films are an acquired taste. Yes, they are. Uh, um,
0: they're either so good that they're bad, or so bad that they're good. So, yes. Um, so, Christopher, as you say, plays David Stevens, who is an accountant. He's rather No, a he's account. a chartered accountant. Oh, a chartered accountant. I do apologise. Is there a difference? There is. What's the difference? One's chartered, one's not. That's not an answer.
1: I believe it's a different degree that you have to be right. for. Okay. You become a chartered accountant as opposed to just an accountant. So you get if you are the account, your name is on a charter
0: Oh, of accountants. But if you're an accountant, you can't do that. No. If you you can you go to the charter and they say no 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 name for you. on not chartered. That's a shame. What did you think of him as a character? I thought he was fantastic. I've I got to say he was. He he was, he was quite very deep. dull. He's an
1: accountant. <laughs> have you ever met an interesting accountant? A chartered oh.
0: accountant even? I, I can't say I have. I mean, I've met a lot of lawyers, but not many accountants, not many chartered accountants. Sorry. Yeah, there aren't any interesting chartered accountants. (laughs) They don't exist. But in his own way, he tries. As Alex says, at least he puts the effort in. Yeah, I mean, Alex,
1: Alex, and Alex and clearly the kind of the cool kids. Yes. Because you know you've got Juliet the doctor. So that's quite a rock and roll career. Yeah, I'd say. And Alex is a
0: journalist, is. which again is quite rock and roll in a very low end paper. Yeah, um, to be fair, low rent. Low rent. Sorry, that's that's the photo I was looking for. Thank you.
1: Um, but still rock and roll because you know, as he says, it's not every day a, a, a headline, story Yeah, you know, happens in my happens in my front room.
0: Yeah, because his boss basically says to him, "Get me a story." Yeah. Get me an interesting story. Yeah. And then Boom. Yeah. Okay. Anything more to say about David? Or should we move on to Alex very quickly? I think he's dull enough that we can move on. Okay, Alex, what do you think of Alex? Alex Alex. Law. Good name that. Alex Law,
1: who ironically
0: Yeah. You'd trust Alex, wouldn't you? If Alex Law came to see you, you'd trust him. That's good stop. With a name like with an name like Law. Mind you david stevens that's that's good stock as well to be fair i don't know it seems quite common stock i don't know i think i'd i'd lend him my punch repair kit would you yeah would you lend him your whole punch no but i'd probably lend him my staplers multiple staplers well no just the one i mean how many do you fucking need you just said staplers i'm just checking oh yeah that's true actually yeah yeah do you know I went through a period of time where I only, where I only ate um, things that I found in, in like stationary cupboards? Nice. I made them a staple diet. Ooh. <laughs> <For you. laughs> Who runs the stationary cupboard? <gasps> the ruler! <laughs> <laughs> What's E.T. short for?
1: Because you got the whole edge.
0: Yeah! What does Mr. <laughs> T stand for? Guess I gotcha. Anyway, where were we? Can we stop? Do you, do you write junk for Christmas crackers? <laughs> no, I
1: should. But you I should. I don't. You should be in charge of them.
0: <laughs> so back to Alex Lot. As you say, he works in a he works in a um in a newspaper. He's quite young. He's quite brash. He, quite hit. Yeah, he's he's quite cool in his own he way. He's, he's rock and roll. He's the Aussie
1: Osbourne of the
0: of the plot. Well, I suppose you could go that far. Yeah, um. Yeah, and he. But at the same time, he's also quite a sensible person. In in the same in in a in a, in the a way. In
1: a, yeah, I mean, I, he's one that's that, well I mean, when you say sensible, some of the decisions he makes. are
0: hard Yeah, but to be fair, though, near the end, if in, in a way, his actions and his decisions are the most sensible of the bunch
1: yeah but he also results in his death
0: but well, we don't know that well you don't know he's dead we Honestly, don't know he's
1: dead. Will say he wasn't
0: because let's uh, no we'll not go on to the we'll not we'll not carry on just yet we'll we'll get there we'll get there eventually um okay so we've got um Keith Allen as Hugo the man who shows up and doesn't leave yeah he's not French Hugo but this is a bit of trivia I was telling you about it before. Yeah, I know the trivia you're going to say as well. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No. Yes. Here you go. The. Train spotting.
1: Yes. He... Fuck you.
0: It's not, like it's, a, it's not like it's a secret. It's not like it's a secret. You okay. never walk at okay. the trivia. Tell us the trivia then, because you're so fucking pleased with yourself. You never walk at the trivia. Where, since when are you off the trivia? I look at trivia on a regular basis, actually. Come on. Tell us a bit of trivia. Come on. You're you busting a got... nuts.
1: Here you go, the character from Shallow from really? Grave, who winds up dead, is the, is apparently the same drug dealer. Well, he's played by the same character, ultimately. Same actor. Same actor. Fuck you now. Yeah. No, but because Trainspotting is set in the 80s. Yes. Shallow Grave takes place in the 90s. Mm. So he's the same character further on down the line. But
0: what was his name in, in Trainspotting? He didn't have a name in Trainspotting. He did. I don't think. Mother Superior. Yes, it was. Yep. So he was basically their skag dealer. Well, that was obviously his suit. <coughs> yeah, that was his suit. Oh, obviously, yeah.
1: You know, Mother Superior sounds cooler
0: than Hugo. Yeah, yeah. I've never known a cool a cool Hugo. It's gotta be said.
1: Hugo Weaving.
0: Yeah, but I don't know him.
1: Have you ever known any Hugo's? No. Well, that's why you've never known the cool Hugo. Fair play.
0: Can't argue with that logic. <laughs> <laughs> So, really, those are the only characters um, Detective that... Inspector. Oh, uh, De- inspe- Detective Inspector McCall. Who's Irish, apparently. That was Scottish, thank you very much.
1: V- Dublin.
0: Mr. McCall! I'm here to solve the murder! Let's bring the murder, sir! I'm here to solve it!
1: And Florida. <laughs> what?
0: How is that, Florida?! It sounds like a redneck. If that was Florida, I'd be like, hey, I'm, I'm here to solve a murder. And California. And there's a body on the floor, and I think it's all dead and stuff, because it's got like blood on it and everything. Malibu Beach. Malibu <laughs> really? I've never been there. Just, what the fuck are we talking about? I don't know. Right.
1: Okay, yes. Back I'm sure.
0: Yes. Um, we've also got a group of men who we don't find the names. We don't find out their names. But they're trying to find Hugo, yeah. And we can only assume that it was some kind of a some kind of a deal that went wrong, which is probably what killed him to begin with, because he didn't he didn't want to face them effectively.
1: Yeah, he knew he was going to die anyway, so yeah, he might as well go out in the way, way out. Yeah, um, and and also
0: of... possibly to link them to whatever he did to begin with. Yeah. Potentially,
1: I. Mean, if that sounds right, he's just stolen this suitcase. Boy.
0: Yeah, you never really find out what he's done, but it's implied that he's stolen the money ultimately. Yeah. Um. You also have a freezer victim, which is really horrible. I mean, it's just nasty. What
1: being frozen there?
0: Well, yeah, because because just just to just to give a bit of context, so they have this bloke in the freezer, and they pull him out and like, oh, it's all right, it's all right, and give him a hug. And it's just like I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. I'm like, sure not, okay man. then, back in and what's really horrifying, the really worst thing about it is they shove him back in the freezer, put two bags of cement on top of this freezer, and walk away. And it's one of those freezers where it's a clear lid on it, so you can see in and you can see him begging and screaming, knowing he's never going to get out at any point. And they appear to be in the middle of nowhere. That's fucking horrific. Yeah. I mean, that is really horrible.
1: I mean, it's a horrible way to die. Um, well, I suppose if you really wanted to be horrible, possibly you could have just thrown that freezer into a swimming pool.
0: Yeah, and then you'd freeze and drown at the same time. Yeah, I mean, that bit, Yeah, that is a bit horrible, really. Yeah. Um, yes. So we've covered the basic. <laughs> the, we've covered the basic plot. We've covered the basic characters. Why? Okay. So what? Obviously, you you originally wanted to go for. For Life Less um, or Life Ordinary. Less ordinary. Why, apart from the fact that I said I thought this was a slightly better film, why did you choose this specifically? Why, why did you choose <coughs> your mind?
1: First of all, I wanted to save Life Less Ordinary. Yeah. Because I think that's kind of the uplifting beat that we all need.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Because um, obviously the choice of films that we're going for for Danny <coughs> Boyle is going to be this, Train yeah. Spotting, and then Life Less Ordinary. Was Life
0: Less Ordinary after Train Spotting? Yes, it was. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Very much so. And I think it was his first film that was actually a, that could be called an American film. Yeah, it was. Because it was funded by Americans. By American um, film studios. I have Americans, eh?
1: Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Um, I thought that would be a good way to end that trilogy. Mm. Um, by kind of going for that uplifting beat.
0: Yeah. And that's
1: why I chose this one. With me yeah, because that makes sense. Of the three, I think this is the most
0: downbeat movie. Really? Who *Train Spotting*? I mean, I know it's got that lovely scene at the end of it, but Jesus Christ! When I say it's the most downbeat, I think it's darker. I'll give you that. It's darker. There's kind of, if you will, because because there's
1: less characters, there's less going on, yeah. if you will, until Eccleston jumps out of the attic like, like <laughs> a monkey with a fucking carving knife. Yeah. Um, there's less going on in this film, so if, if that's why that's why I mean when I say it's the most downbeat. There's less characters, and there's less involvement, but it still no, keeps what you're you, saying it yeah. still keeps you gripped. Because it's Danny Boyle his pinnacle. Mm. You know? It's just to start off on a movie like this, how many, how many directors have done that? Yeah.
0: No, very I agree. Few, um there's very few there's very few directors who the only person I could think of that I could really compare compare to is uh, Tarantino. Yeah. To come out of the gate. Yeah, and you come out running. Yeah, and his
1: career trajectory since then—I mean, we all know what he's done. You know, he's twenty-twelve Olympic Games. You know, things like that.
0: You know, I remember watching that in a bar on some fucking work night out, so I couldn't be able to talk to the people I was talking to. So it was like, fuck it, I'm watching that.
1: The only way to could have done better is, is if he's actually thrown the queen out of the
0: point. <laughs> So, yes, let's get back to the story, because we haven't really covered it that much, and obviously we need to. Um, None of our stories you cover though. Well, there's not, to be fair. So they find the money, they find the dead body, they don't know what to do with it. Now, I might be getting the storyline... No, I'm remembering where the storyline goes here. Okay, so, yes, I'm right about this. They you go really to... You watch this. No, no, it's okay. They go to a ball, basically, yeah. that's being given for sick children, which Alec Law says... I didn't come here to give money to sick children. I gave money to put bosses. them down. Which is a wonderful line, really. Because, I want my money back! Yes, because he screams it across the room of all these very highly regarded men. And the bloke's in the speech is like, oh, okay then, carry on. So he gets his punch. So he gets his, um, eye punched in by Cameron, That's who we saw previously.
1: That's what he said.
0: So anyway, they go home, and he's, he's fixing up his eye, and Juliet says to him, How are you feeling? And he's like, "I'm feeling a bit shit actually." I just, well, let's spend some money. So they take the money and go and spend it on, well, crap, really, don't they? Yeah. I mean, they buy a video, they buy a camcorder, they buy a remote control car. it is kids. It is the kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's stuff that they would buy just because they could. Which, I'm not being funny, but. You know, she's probably on good money. Yeah. David is probably on good money. I'd like to think Alex is on good know. money.
1: I don't know. I don't think his famous doing
0: that well. No? No. I don't know. I think he'd be on a reasonable amount of money for what he does. But anyway, they go out and spend all this money. And David comes back. And he's like, what, you know. What how much, you how much was this? Yeah, how, how did you afford this? And... Alex and David start having a bit of a shouting match he's like um, how much did you pay for this how much did you pay for this how much did you pay for this
1: 500
0: pounds yeah and then um, and so the Juliet character turns around and says it's what it costs to which David in one of the Best moments of the scene, in my opinion. We don't know how much it cost us. No, no, he says, no, £500 is what you paid for it. We don't know what this cost us. We don't know what this cost us yet. And it's a brilliant line. It's possibly one of the best scenes in the whole film, to be fair.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's really from there that everything starts going quickly downhill for
0: everyone involved. Because Alex is still very much like, can we just try and remain sane here. David is slowly going more insane, and Julia just doesn't seem to give a shit. We should explain why David is
1: going insane. Um, To go back to earlier in in the film, after he's discovered the dead body, he decides, we'll get rid of the body, we'll dispose of it, we'll bury it in the... Oh, of course, yes, you're right. Yes, carry on. So, yeah, David's going, well, I can't do it, and Julia goes, well, I can't do it. So, Alex comes up with the idea, we'll draw straws. Whoever gets the short straw, does he? Yep. And that's the end of the argument. Because they were going to all do it together. And obviously, he's, been, he's the one who left to do it. And he actually delivers the line. And I think this is his first rational bit of thinking. I'm willing to do it if I, if I draw the short straw. But I'm not going to do it just because you won't. Yes, yes. And I thought that was a great line. It was delivered really well. Mm. You know, it's real angle going, I'm not gonna do because 'cause you're too much of a shithouse. house.
0: Yeah. And that's fair. You know, it's yeah, it's quite I mean, reasonable. Mm-hmm. And they go shopping. They go on a wonderful shopping trip. Yeah, um, the
1: how to, how not to look like you're wearing a body. <laughs> school of shopping.
0: <laughs> yes. It, it reminded me of um the episode of It's always Sunny in Philadelphia where um where D and Dennis decide to become serial killers. So they start going shopping for things. It's like Oh no, it's okay. I I know the owner. I, I shag him every now and again. No one's gonna say anything. Um but yes, they buy all this stuff, they wrap him up in a in a tarp, and basically manage to drop him down a set of stairs. Yes. Um, <laughs> which is rather painful. Yeah. Well he's dead. I mean still and so they take him into the back. Would you stop looking at me? I'm turning I'm the sound down. Oh, good lad. If you, if you, please. I mean, you should have done that before he started. Yeah, but I forgot. Anyway, um, yeah. So they take the body out and they start. Uh, they start to bury him. Well, they Alex takes a hammer to his face to get rid of the teeth. Yes. Um, they cut off his arms. They well, they cut off his hands. They cut off his feet, um, so he can't be recognised. No, so you can't be identified. Well, yeah, recognize and identified is the same fucking
1: thing. No, recognize is isn't the same as identified.
0: How is that not basically the same thing? And you recognise someone from the face. Yeah, and you identify someone from the
1: face as well. You identify someone from the fingerprints if you haven't got a face. <laughs>
0: yeah, okay, I'll give you that. I probably couldn't recognise you from your fingers. Yeah. Okay, I'll concede. Yeah, so um, to which Juliet... Takes the hands and the feet and I don't know, what do they do with the teeth? Oh no, he bet, he just throws them into the lake with the car. Um and Probably that car's still there. Well that's what Danny Boyle reckons. Yeah. Yeah. Um I can believe that. Yeah. Um basically they go into the middle of nowhere and Alex shoves the car into the middle of the lake and goes, Woohoo! It's it actually into a the lake. quarry. But I mean. you're very fucking pedantic tonight.
1: It's only on daysa and the wife.
0: Um. So Karen, fuck you, you've put me off. Karen, car car Yeah, drops the keys in. You know why you wouldn't just keep holding the keys is beyond me. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. Yeah,
1: it seems a bit overkill. You've, a bit. you've already drowned the car. Ah, yeah,
0: they're not gonna they're not gonna do much with it. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um. You know, so if someone's gonna come on and go. Oh, there's a car. Oh, there's no keys. Yeah, shit. So anyway. Going back to what we we're saying previously, they go to the ball. Alex says, "I don't like six children." Start spending the money. David says, "That's what you paid. You don't want it cost." David decides, "Okay, I'm going to take the rest of the money because I don't want you idiots spending it on frivolous things."
1: And I'm going to hide it. Caught.
0: Yeah, and get us caught. Although, how they would get caught, I don't understand what the problem would be. To be fairly honest, I mean, why not just spend it? Why not get rid of it? Well, I mean. Surely having the evidence on hand is going to get them into more trouble.
1: Yeah, but you also, you've got the Proceeds of Crime Act. What's that then? It's illegal to make any. It's illegal to, like, kind of profit from the proceeds of crime.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I suppose that makes sense. I never really thought about it. So, uh, for instance, a criminal
1: who's convicted of a crime in this country, Mm. not allowed to make money. From a biography about it.
0: Right. Interesting. Yeah. But so, lots of people have written books about themselves, haven't they? Like, fucking, it was the guy who's. Um, Mark Bronson. Yeah, he's making. He, Didn't he make his fitness he, book? I'm sure he made some kind of fitness book or something about how. To Charles get, Bronson. Charlie yeah, Bronson. How, how to get fit in jail or something. I'm not. I'm sure I'm not making this up. I imagine that's a fairly niche. <laughs> yeah. How to get Audience. fit in jail. <laughs> I want to get fit, but I've got to go to jail before it, right? So I'll commit a crime, but I'll buy the book beforehand, and then I'll go to jail, and then I'll get fit. I can't see a flaw in this at all. Fuck Joe Wicks. I'm gonna go with Charles Bronson. Yeah. Um... Yes, so he takes the money, mm-hmm. puts it into the briefcase, uh, well it's already in the briefcase, ma- Takes it down and puts it in a like a cold water reservoir, mm-hmm. I guess. Are you gonna correct me on that or are you gonna go with like no, a water tank uh, pretty much? Up in the roof. Yes, a water tank. Yes, a water tank. Um again, I suppose it's a fairly good hiding place. No one's no one's gonna look really are they? they? Probably not. Um, All I can say is, it's a good job he made that watertight, because it would kind of ruin the uh, ruin the money if he didn't do that. To be fair, you'd have soggy soggy fibres, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nobody wants a soggy fibre.
0: Do you ever go swimming with money in your pocket?
1: No.
0: And then you get out and you're like, oh fuck. No. No, I did that. You're stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So anyway, yeah, he comes back down and basically says, we're not doing anything more with the money, and I've said so. So that is how it's going to work. But then he starts getting even more insane. Yeah, this happens quite quickly. <laughs> it does, to be fair. Um,
1: he just goes batshit.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and as I say, jumps out of the attic like a monkey with a carving knife.
0: Well, no, the first thing he does before he jumps out of, the, jumps out of a carving knife is he basically makes himself a little home. Yeah, and drills a load of holes in the roof so he that he can, can out. spy and on, on what his flatmates are doing, um, including looking at um, Juliet in the shower. That I imagine that naked. was probably the first hole. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. But what's interesting though is that she's laying out her underwear on the bed, and he's like, oh. and then like, oh my god, no, I've seen too much. I'll tell you what's even even more like.
1: interesting. That he knew exactly where where you should put these holes. It was
0: very well planned. It wasn't was! Because I mean, I wouldn't know, you know. We're, I wouldn't even know, like,
1: 20 pieces, here's the bathroom. And for the I'd be next door neighbour.
0: And for the amount of holes that he drills and the tool that he uses, because it's not like he just uses a drill bit, he uses one of those drill bits that's got the bits that stick out the side of it. To really make a massive fucking hole. It's amazing that roof That's didn't. Amazing co- bit. It's amazing that roof didn't collapse.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much for his cheese by the end.
0: Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? Yeah. To be honest. Although strangely, There's more I don't, hole
1: in root than ceiling.
0: I don't know if he put any holes over Alex over Alex's room. Well, do you want to watch Alex across the meeting? Well, no, but if he's a paranoid of them all, you'd think he'd be watching for every single room of the place. Maybe he knows Alex He's going to do call anyway. Yeah, that's true. So, he's living up there, going insane. Juliet says to him, look, you've got to get him down from there. You know, he's clearly going mad and we need the money back. And... I want to buy more camcorders. So, he goes up there and he's not there. I, I, but, before he goes up, he says, now look, if I go up there and get murdered, you know, I want it to be misunderstood because I want to die being misunderstood. I'm not sure why that's important to him, but there we are. I think it's a misunderstood genius type of thing. Yeah, I suppose so. But David's not there. Then the, then the thieves break in. Yeah, the only thing gang. Yep. Tie up Juliet. Break Alex's um, shins, which is really fucking horrible. It's got to be said. Apparently that was based on a football injury. Why would you do that to someone? Yeah. It's just horrible. I mean, that's just really nasty. It's just, yeah, it's... Going beyond, beyond the pale. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Look, I, I know there's limits, isn't there? You I know? break the legs, yeah, but... yeah, uh, you know, One leg. Yeah. It's like, I'm sure I've told you about this, but there's this wrestler. Have I told you about him called Jimmy Havoc? You have, yeah. And it's the paper cut finisher that he does?
1: Yeah, where he gives someone a paper cut.
0: Yeah, between the fingers. And it's just like, oh, come on! Yeah. You know, there's rules. Um, but yeah, decor, basically core. Yeah. Um so the thieves take them hostage as you say and then he comes out with a massive carving knife and save oh and a hammer, I'm sure he has a hammer as well and saves their lives wasn't Maxwell's silver hammer though sorry? it wasn't Maxwell's
1: silver hammer that he has oh ok does that mean something
0: to me? clearly not Okay, tell me the reference. That's why Silver Hammer was a Beatles song. Um, Oh. Just because I live in Liverpool doesn't mean I like the Beatles. No, but I thought you liked music. I do, I like good music. (laughs) (laughs) I like the band before them, Oasis, they were good. I mean, Beatles were just a cover band. And I love Nirvana, the Pixies. Just a shit cover band, frankly. I wasn't a Nirvana fan, so you're not pissing me off with that one. Were you, were you a Pixies fan? No. Pixies were good. You should listen to the Pixies. No. Anyway, anyway, yes. Um, no. so, so, Juliet and David formulate a plan. They're basically going to run away with the money. Juliet goes and buys the flight, the plane ticket, but I'm sure she only buys one. Yeah. Like She doesn't really care about David when at he all. he gets
1: away or not. Um, oh, and maybe she wants maybe she doesn't want to leave too much of a paper job with them. No,
0: I just think she's a bitch that doesn't care about anyone. I did not, I, I mean, we'll probably get onto this in a minute, but I didn't feel that much sympathy for it. It's got to be said. No, um, so she buy, she buys the plane tickets, kills David, comes back, stabs Alex, and Alex oh, says, he Look, stabbed, he stabbed the, him first, David. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Sorry, I clearly should have watched this before we recorded this. Um, David stabs Alex. Juliet stabs David, grabs the briefcase.
1: No, she also stabs Alex, yes, because she kind yeah. of hits, the, hits the knife in with
0: a book. Oh, yeah, that was horrible. Um, goes away with the briefcase, thinking, I've got this, I've got away with this, I'm done, I've got away with this,
1: yeah, but she hasn't.
0: You see, Alex. Lying on the floor with a knife straight through him. And just as it goes down below the floor line, a small trickle of blood goes down the knife and starts to drip on a load of pound, on a load of pound, on a load of... of, of Money. money. (laughs) She, Sorry. She (laughs) She gets to the airport, opens up the briefcase, and it's full of newspaper clippings. Yeah. Goes back to Alex, who's got a smile on his face, thinking... I've screwed over, way. and I've got away with it. Yeah. And assuming he lives, has it's quite a bit of money. Nearly a million pounds. Nearly a million pounds. And so the film ends. That's really... I mean, there's not a lot... As Jesus, we've only been going 40 minutes. Fairly. As you say, there's not really an awful lot. There's not a massive amount of story in the film, to be fair. And it is actually quite short. I don't know how long it is what is it about... An hour and a half at the most. Ninety-four minutes, like. I'd say. <laughs> That's fairly standard length. Um, uh, eighty-nine minutes. Eighty-nine minutes. So yep.
1: not not even counting because I think there's a minimum length for the cinema,
0: isn't there? I don't think so. I think that it. I think there is it the There should TV. be a maximum length.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: I mean, Christ, and nothing to, nothing against the film, but I remember when I saw The Wolf of Wall Street in the cinema, I had to go for a cigarette about two hours in.
1: I. I I mean, I can understand that because the first time I watched it was wasn't in cinema; it was on TV. Oh, this is a long movie, man. Yeah, I'm not since anymore Just cause my not, my arms yeah. going
0: numb. We need to watch that. Yes, we'll have, we'll have to do that at some point. Yeah. Um yeah. So that's where the film ends. Boom! Right. Dan, I love this. Danny Boyle actually said, "Alex isn't dead."
1: He said this in the nineteen ninety nine DVD commentary. Okay. Or sorry, two thousand nine uh, DVD commentary. Right. And on the two thousand twelve Blu Ray release, on okay. his Darth's commentary, Alex doesn't die. Mm-hmm. So Alex has pulled off the perfect crime.
0: <laughs> I loved Alex. I've got to say, he, as a character, he was—he was the most likable. He was certainly the most likable. It's. I mean, that's not saying
1: much because the characters are pretty.
0: But I wouldn't want to say that he was the best because to suggest that he was the best, I rhymed it. The best of a bad bunch. Would be to say that the other two actors weren't very good and they were fucking amazing.
1: I'm not saying the actors weren't good because the actors were all pitch perfect. Mm. I'm saying the characters themselves, out of the three characters, he's the best of a bad bunch.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, Kerry, Juliet, rather. She came across as a bit of a cold bitch, as we say, from the very beginning. She wasn't especially likable. David was very cold, but probably had some kind of social issues. He wasn't very sociable, but that's not to say he was a bad person. He just he was what he, he was socially awkward. Yeah, he is who he is. Alex was much more outgoing and much more willing to to try he's, things. He's basically. kind of loud,
1: gregarious one, actually.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that if he was, if they were, if the three of them were go to the, if the three of them were to go to the pub together, Dave would be the one sitting in the corner drinking a lemonade. Juliet would probably be trying to chat up the barmaid, barman rather, or barmaid, never know. Yeah, and never Alex know. would be singing fucking Chumbawamba or something uh, on the on the stereo, that on, way. The, on the jukebox. Yeah, yeah, you know. Vindaloo. Do you reckon not Chumbawamba?
1: Would. I haven't seen one but on many jeep boxes have you?
0: Back in the nineties you couldn't stop that shit. You get knocked down. Pass. Well I give up again. Yeah, gonna give you down. That was on an episode of Dawson's Creek. I've got no idea why, but it was. I mean I know <laughs> it was could... it was a big hit in America. Oh was it? Yeah. Well they were fucking stupid there. We hated it. We fucking hated that song. It was everywhere, but it's it. liked it.
1: No, I mean everyone hated it but it was played everywhere. Because obviously people like this, oh. for some reason.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So yes. Now you've got it stuck on my head. <laughs> good. Fuck you. <laughs> um. So what was good about the film? Okay, I'll start on this because there's. I just think it's a genuinely wonderful exercise in mystery, people in general, and friendships.
1: Yeah, and what, what lengths will people go to? It, you know, when when their best friends are involved, and these these are three best friends. Mm. Uh, what lengths will people go to to
0: further their own? I always remember a friend of mine once said to me that his level of whether he could trust someone was whether he asked them to bury a body with him. Well, yeah. Um. Now, I don't know what that says about that person's. Mental capacity, that mental state. But there we are. Um, I personally wouldn't be willing to bury bury a
1: body for anyone, so I don't know if that makes me a good friend or a bad friend. Uh, Yeah, I'd say that makes me a good friend because I'm
0: not going to cover up a murder. Yeah, but the strange thing is, is that for all for all their friendship, they also antagonise the shit out of each other. Yeah. You know, I often get the feeling that Alex doesn't really like David. You know, th- there are certain points in it that that yeah. that would that you could argue that Alex is actually a bit of a dick to David.
1: Yeah, but, well, I mean... As indeed be,
0: Juliet, for that matter. Bit,
1: I was going to say, Alex is a bit of a dick to everyone. Mm. Um, still likeable, though. I mean, I'd, I'd hang around
0: with him. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with getting to know Alex, certainly not. Um,
1: I'm not sure i want to get to
0: Juliet. Juliet. I'm not sure I'd want to get to know David. No,
1: it seems like the... He's a chartered accountant.
0: (laughs) I mean, he's he's got no soul about him. He's got no passion. He hasn't, and he's he. It must be said, he
1: goes. He his descent into madness Mm. is Mm. fucking rapid. Um, and he obviously kind of grasps it with both hands and welcomes it. You, know, you don't see him kind of fighting against his inner beast. He welcomes this and
0: goes after it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm saying a lot of bums here. I don't really have an awful lot to say about this film, but except to say it's really worth watching. You know, I, I don't want to turn around and say oh just just watch it because it's brilliant because that's not really much of a conclusion. Watch it because it's. <coughs>
1: I mean, as a, as a horror, as a kind of thriller mystery. Yeah,
0: almost horrific, actually. Now that yeah, and yeah. There, yeah. Is,
1: there are there are elements of horror, but not kind of nightmare, street horror. Mm. More kind of this could actually happen
0: because it's down to earth, ultimately.
1: Yeah, it's it's realistic, it's grounded. Um, and for the first time, director to come out of the gate with a movie like this.
0: Yeah. Um, and Hugh McGregor. Having, this was his first movie he, role oh, was it I was gonna say it had to if it wasn't his first role it was definitely one of his early ones wasn't it? Yeah it was it
1: was
0: <coughs> his first um so I'm intrigued as to what John Hodge wrote um before he did this. Oh actually and this, this, is this was this himself. was his film as well actually. Um in fact what and he did an awful lot of other stuff with Danny. So he would go on to do train spotting he'd go on to do a life of the ordinary The Beach <coughs> um Spotting too uh the Sweeney which apparently was terrible. The only thing I know about the Sweeney was the episode of Top Gear, where they were brought in to do the stunts for it and being Top Gear messes up something rotten. Yeah. Um I've not seen much else that he did. But for he's a He's basically done all of that uh,
1: the films you associated with Danny Boyle the most. He's done it. He's, yeah. He he's responsible.
0: And again, for a first time writer. That's a hell of a thing to do, yeah. you know, to create this script, which is so tight, and so on the money, you know. Yeah, it's brilliant. It really is. I mean, there's not, there's not mo-
1: much wasted. Di- there's not any wasted dialogue, in this film, I can think of.
0: Because it's both horrible and funny at the same time. It is, Um that,
1: it, that's the beauty of it. Is that it's because I think because it is grounded. Yeah. You know it is realistic that this kind of thing could happen, and the things that you know they say to each other in their interactions. You can imagine three you know three people in real life, yeah, saying those things to each other. Mm. It's not beyond the realms of possibility that there'd be a character like Alex going, "Well, why do you think we let you move into the flat? You obnoxious
0: little (laughs) swat." Um, yeah. And, I mean, I, I know I've said it before. I don't particularly want to turn this podcast into um, a quote in, into a quote fest. But do you want to leave? Do you want to read David's line there? Because it is a very good line reading, and it is a very good line in general. I'm not
1: shamed. I've known love. I've known rejection. I'm not ashamed to declare my feelings, Take just, for instance, or friendship. These are the important things in life. These are the things that matter that help you on your way. If you can't trust your friends, well then, what then? What then? Oh yes, I believe in friends. I believe we need them. But if one day you can't trust them anymore, well then, what? What then?
0: I mean, he delivered it better than that, but nonetheless. (laughs) But nonetheless, he's he's a he's a he's a trained actor. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got here? Just to, just a very because okay. So some of these lines are from the uh, from the interviews, which again are some of the some of the greatest lines of dialogue, such as one from Alex, who has the best lines really. When was the last time you heard these exact words? You're the sunshine of my life. <laughs> God, you two sensitive. All I'm, is, all I'm doing is implying
1: some kind of ugly sort of sexual liaison. I'd be proud of that sort of thing.
0: Um, what else have we got? Oh yeah, I, again referring to the druggly druggly family, family friends, drugged up, wandering, suicidal, search for the self, fuck ups don't have families. <laughs> <laughs> again, a great line. <laughs> um, but also, uh, if you want to take, uh, if you want to, am I taking Lumsden or Stevens? Uh, do you want to take Stevens? Okay. Go on, then. So, chartered accounting, it's often sneered at. Were you aware of that? Not any real sneering as such, no. There's a whole world out there, and it needs accounting for, does it not? Well, I... But they do sneer, do they not? I'm not sure. Oh, it's so fashionable, yes, we're yes, we're diligent, yes, we're serious. And where's the crime in that? Why not chatter from the rooftops? Yes, sometimes we're a wee bit boring, but by God, we get the job done. Yes, sir. And that's why I think you fit in here. I'm boring? You get the job done. I see, I thought you meant... Again, lovely dialogue. (laughs) It is. Snappy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who played Lumsden at all, but very. But it really shows David as the person he is, yeah. which is probably a snivelling little shit who doesn't know how, who wouldn't say boo to a ghost.
1: Boo to a goose.
0: That too. <laughs> I'm sorry. What it was? Boo to a ghost.
1: One of these days, I'll stop correcting you, because <laughs> one of these days, you'll get something right. Fucking right! right! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> um, see. Uh,
0: have we got? Well, yeah, that's that's the line. You paid five hundred pounds for it. That's what it cost, David. No, that's what you paid for it. Five pounds, five hundred pounds is what you paid for it. We don't know how much it costs us yet. For the two of you to have a good time, we don't know what the cost of that yet. And we could just read this entire script. It is line for line in that scene. Yeah, um, and it's genuine anger
1: and fear yeah you know it's like we don't know where this mon- money's coming from, and you two folks are going around splashing it everywhere mm. for everyone to see
0: don't splash the pot
1: um and that's essentially what his message is is that you know you're going around you know spending loads of money that you shouldn't have yeah uh, and people are gonna notice, and people of course do
0: notice <laughs> don't know how but. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've really got an awful lot to say about this. Actually, I think, I think we're done. Really, it's probably yeah. one of the shortest one we've done in a while, except to say that, as we've already said, as a first time directing film, this is wonderful. As a first time writer of a film, it's wonderful, yeah. and I really think it sets a precedent of what Danny Boyle would go on to do. This was
1: the highest grossing British film of 1995. I can believe that. Um, Although I don't know what the competition was. I, I don't know how much competition it was.
0: Did uh, it win any awards? I doubt it did, but did it win any awards? did it win any awards? I don't think it did. Um you might
1: find that on the trivia page. Uh, awards page even. Um It'll be further down, surely, or up.
0: Yeah, I don't think it really has any.
1: No. Uh,
0: uh yeah, they don't really tend to give you uh you usually do awards have. information on this to be fair. I think you should do. Let's have a quick look at the trivia, shall we? Let's yes. Let's have a quick look at the trivia. Uh, bum, 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 bum. Shot in 30 days. That's a good bit. Of also,
1: because it was set in
0: Edinburgh. Most of it was filmed in Glasgow. Yes, because of funding. And going back to Nick Cage earlier from earlier, um, Alex is watching uh, The Wicker Man at one stage, which would, which, which Nick had uh, was with him. And Nick Cage would go on to remake. I've never seen it. Don't. It's not good. I oh, know. It's really That's not why good. I've never seen it. It's it's actually painful to watch and how they got away with it is beyond me. The
1: full of money, by the way, mm-hmm. was actual money. Okay. It was it was a million pounds. Right. To so rent it cost them a thousand pounds.
0: How do you rent money? I do love that idea. It's on the page there. No, I know it says that how uh, much it costs. But how do you go about renting money exactly?
1: Uh, yeah, and what's the what exactly is the security behind that? <laughs> um, it just seems a bit crazy that you can rent a million pounds
0: for a yeah. thousand. Um, what else have we got? Uh, well, that's about it, really. Yeah. No, I, I think I think it's a good place to stop. I think it is I think think we've said well not as much as I thought we would say to be fair but But, I mean it's it's a film that's 25 years old yeah it's it's very short there's not much storyline to it it's a very basic plot it is
1: but at the same time what a plot what a film yeah I mean and it says on the trivia page there it says this was written 500 years after The Pardoner's Tale which was part of Geoffrey Chaucer's Canterbury Tales which has a similar plot. In that, three friends go on a journey to seek out death. Along the way, they find a large quantity of gold, which they decide to share, only for Greed to get the better of them, and all three end up dead. The partner declares that they did indeed find death. Of course, in this film, only David is killed, but all all of them have their lives destroyed by Greed.
0: Yeah, because I do... Just to go back to the scene where um, Juliet sat the... um... At the airport, and she opens the briefcase and realizes there's no money in there, and she has a complete mental breakdown. It's just wonderful, and there's—I think there's got to be a part of you that's thinking, <laughs> I mean, that, "Fuck you! You point, had that coming." At that point, if you're Julia, where do you go from there?
1: Yeah, you're fucked. You can't go back. You exactly. can't go back to
0: the apartments because you don't know if if, if you don't know if David says you don't know if... you can't go back to your job because if Alex squeals. They're gonna to go to the hospital to try and find her.
1: Yeah. So she's she's pretty screwed.
0: Yeah, she is. The only person who might come out smelling of roses out of this was Alex. Yeah. I mean, okay He's he dismembered a corpse, but you know
1: He's not a corpse.
0: No, dismembered the oh, corpse.
1: Oh. I mean that's um someone a ten year
0: prison sentence for that. Yeah, I'd say so. Um
1: That's that, you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't be found guilty of like anything too serious
0: well that was always the thing right in the most in um, Murder on the Orange Express that came out recently right or oh, the Kenneth Branagh yeah. voice. Um. so they all get not to give the plot of uh, Murder on the Orange Express I think away. people know all <laughs> yeah, it. it's about a murder that yeah. happens on a train called the Orange Express but they basically says you all did it you all called you all killed him right because each one of them took in turn to stab the victim. Now, fair play. The first person who stabbed him, you know what? They probably did kill him. But the rest of them were basically just stabbing a dead body. They've not really done anything wrong.
1: Yeah, um, it's a, it's like saying that's from the USSD killed the cow. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, it's not. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they can't. It's the kill and blow. Mm. You know, the first one I struck the
0: kiln below. Yeah, it. suppose. Yeah. Anyway, should we call time on this shit? Because really, we don't have much bother to say. Yeah, bother <laughs> Next time, I'll make some notes out. Because I've already chosen the next film that I'll get on. Next the show. time on Sunday afternoon, shall we? Yes. Chris gets it right. Yay! Um, <laughs> What's the what's next on the site? On that would be Spoilers. I mean, I'll tell you, obviously, you've got to take the DVD home, DVD home to watch it, otherwise it's going to Are be... Are you want to do Dogtooth, I thought? I... How... Yeah, I think... We, well, we've already done Killing the Sacred Deer, obviously. Um, I think
1: we've we should do
0: Dogtooth. No, we haven't done The Lobster. No, we uh-huh. haven't done The Lobster at all, no. We'll do The Lobster, and then we'll do Dogtooth. Okay, sure. And then we'll come back and watch The Favourite, uh, which is his latest film. Yeah, sure. The Favourite is really good. It's oh, she's the film. one with uh,
1: the Queen.
0: Yeah, Olivia Coleman. Yeah. yeah. And Rachel Wise.
1: That's the that as referring to, Rachel Wise. Yeah. No, Olivia Coleman's the my Queen. No, she is my
0: Queen. Oh, she's your Queen. Oh, yeah. Fair Play. Fair Play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm going to press the off button. Thank you very much for listening. If you've made it this far, it really is appreciated. It sounds it, being a like it, it doesn't, it doesn't It doesn't make us any money, but, you know. Cause you know what, we've not sold out like those other people. We've not yeah. got a Patreon account. We still have jobs. But, but also I don't send us know money. Also I don't have a Patreon account.
1: Send
0: us money. Send us money for the love of God. Checks, post orders. Yes, this has been Sunday afternoon cinema. He has been Mike Larkin. He has been Christopher Windsor. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much. Good night. We'll say night then Good night. thank you jesus fucking christ you have been listening to sunday afternoon cinema which is a recorded podcast the podcast was hosted by myself and mike larkin the podcast was recorded produced and edited by myself christopher winter if you've liked what you've heard please consider subscribing on itunes or following on soundcloud thank you for listening